Welcome to the Stony Plain Alliance Church Podcast. We are a community that is about discovering fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together. Well, good morning, everyone. Great to be with you this morning. And for those joining us online, special welcome from wherever you happen to be joining us from in the world today. My name is Wade. I'm one of the pastors here. And word on the street is that there's some baptisms today. And so we're going to be celebrating that. Yeah, you can celebrate that. It's amazing. Reality is you all didn't come here to hear me talk, so it must be Baptism Sunday, and uh, we're so happy about that. We begin our journey through Holy Week today on Palm Sunday by celebrating nine people, at least nine people. Some of you, some else may respond uh, this weekend, as, as will be the invitation in just a moment. But we begin our journey through Holy Week by looking at baptism. And as we talked about it this week as a team, and as we've been praying about what to do this weekend, we felt like this was, a, this was an opportunity that before all the folks come forward to be baptized, to talk about baptism and what it means as we as a church are pursuing fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together. And one of the practices of Jesus was himself to be baptized and then to encourage other people and to actually command us to be baptized. So the scripture says in Matthew chapter 3, Verses 13 to 17, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. So John, a relative of Jesus, was baptizing in the wilderness. And it was, a, it was this baptism of repentance. It was saying, you come to me, and John says, I'll put you down in the water, and it will be an indicator that a life change is happening for you. But John tried to deter Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Because John at this point had figured out in the story of Jesus that Jesus was a sinless one. There's no sin that he had to be be repenting of or or letting that old life go. And yet Jesus was marking this season in his life when moving from obscurity into public ministry through baptism. And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized... He went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Now, I know that there are all sorts of folks gathering, us, uh, gathering with us this weekend here in the room and online, and we say this every weekend, that across the spiritual spectrum of belief, there's probably someone here that says, That's me. So you might be in a spiritually spe- uh, seeking part of your life. There may be spiritual investigating about what is it about Jesus and this church? I want to know more. And you're asking a lot of questions, and we're so glad you're here. You're in the right place. But the reality is for many others, you've crossed the line of faith. You've said yes to following Jesus and pursuing life in him together with us. And there are others who have responded to the call of Jesus to follow him, but have yet to take a step to be baptized. And I recognize we're all in different places, but this weekend, We're going to be looking at baptism as a foundational step in what it means to follow Jesus with your whole life. And regardless of where you are in your journey with God, understanding baptism, I think, is absolutely critical. Baptism was so important to Jesus that the very first thing he does when he begins his public ministry of proclaiming the inbreaking of God's kingdom, the first thing he does is he himself was baptized. Before turning water into wine, before feeding the 5,000 on the side of a hill, before he healed the sick and the lame, before he delivered the Sermon on the Mount, before he even invited the first person to follow him, Jesus was baptized, immersed in the water 
and raised back up. And then in Jesus' final instruction to his followers, he said for his followers, here's what I want you to do as my apprentices. Go tell everybody you can about me and then baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Baptism was then set in motion as really one of the first steps in the spiritual life path of following Jesus. And baptism became the practice and pattern of the early church after Jesus ascended. When 3,000 people decided to follow Jesus one day at the beginning of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, it says all 3,000 were baptized that day. There was an Ethiopian official, also in the book of Acts, who ended up having a meeting with a guy named Philip, and they came to some water, and the Ethiopian asked to be baptized right there. In Acts 8, it says, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the man said to Philip, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? It's one of the great questions of Scripture. What can stand in the way? Nothing at all. You know, there's nine stories of transformational conversion recorded in the book of Acts. And every single one of them begins with that person putting their faith or their trust in Jesus Christ for their life and then choosing to follow him with their whole lives through a demonstration in baptism. That's how every story begins with a decision to follow and every story ends with this visible expression of baptism by that person. But maybe here's the question for us today in the few moments we have. So why was Jesus baptized at all? At Stony Plain Alliance Church, we talk about practicing the way of Jesus together that leads to that fullness of life. And so if it's one of Jesus' practices, why did he do it? Why did Jesus believe it was so important to be baptized? I want to just give a couple of observations as we prepare to celebrate with those who have decided to be baptized today by first looking at why did Jesus get baptized? Well, first of all, Jesus was baptized to make a significant declaration about his life. When Jesus was baptized, it was a public expression of his allegiance to the way of the Father. When it casually says in the scripture that Jesus traveled, think about this, from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, that for him was a walk of about 100 kilometers. So in his mind, there was something so important to go and be baptized, to initiate this move into ministry. And that's how important and significant this was for him. Jesus set his feet on a particular path that led right into the waters of baptism. And you remember what happens when Jesus pledges his commitment to God the Father through baptism. Again, back to our text. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he was brought up out of the water, and he saw the heavens open, the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and a voice from heaven saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. It's just so obvious that in Father, Son, and Spirit, there's this act of oneness, this act of unity, this perfect love being, being evidenced there in his baptism. And it's so obvious that the Father was pleased with this commitment. And really, this really set up for Jesus the foreshadowing of where he was headed with his life. The commitment was so deep in his baptism for Jesus that he stayed obedient from that moment, from being baptized, even to the point of dying on a cross to set us free from sin and to disarm the powers of darkness that are set against us. So when a believer in Jesus Christ gets baptized, that person, in the same way, is making a public declaration before God and all of us about the commitment, the life that they intend to walk. It's a statement that says, God, your way, Jesus, your way in me, and the power of your spirit in me, that's what I want activated in my life so I can become a person of justice and mercy and love and kindness in a dark and broken world. It's an awesome commitment. It really is. It's why we celebrate it. 
But it needs to be personal and an intentional decision that only you can make for yourself. Here's the second reason Jesus was baptized that we see in the Scripture. He does it to demonstrate humility. He's not just making a declaration. He's saying there's something here about true humility. You know, John the Baptist is absolutely shocked that Jesus asked to be baptized. He says, I'm not even worthy to carry your sandals. Like, Jesus, why are you coming to me? I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. But Jesus was willing to descend, to come down. Jesus was willing to be baptized to demonstrate for us what it means to walk in humility, to come and serve, to come and lead by example of what it means we lay our lives down for others. We don't climb ladders and try to achieve position in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' own baptism, we see someone who is humbling himself when he didn't even have to, to show us the way of God in the kingdom. He could have said, you know, I don't need to get baptized because, you know, I am the Son of God, second member of the Trinity. It's probably not something I need to do. He could have been concerned that people might think, oh boy, is Jesus like a horrible sinner or something? And all the gossip starts. But he put that aside and Jesus had never sinned. Instead, he just stepped into the Jordan River and John, another human being, lowered God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, King of kings and Lord of lords, into the water and lifted him back out. And Jesus surrendered himself to that decision. So why did Jesus do it? To demonstrate humility. And throughout his ministry, Jesus just kept doing that, demonstrating the serving, humbling, descending way that is the way of God's kingdom. And here's the beautiful thing. Jesus never asks us to do something that he himself wasn't willing to do first. So by going first, he said, I've been there. I've gone into the water. It's fine. You can too. Baptism is a demonstration of our humility. And if because of our pride, we say, man, I could never do that. I can't imagine having my hair wet in front of a whole room of people or whatever it is. I want you to remember, Jesus humbled himself. He was, he was willing to go first. He walked miles to the Jordan River, allowed himself to be baptized. And he says, now do the same. Follow in my way. Here's the last one for us. Jesus was baptized to reveal something about his ultimate mission. And what was that mission? Well, his ultimate mission was to set us free from the power of sin and death. And he accomplished this. This is what we're celebrating here in Holy Week. He accomplished his mission by dying on a cross. He was buried in a tomb, raised from the dead, and ascended to life eternally. And that's what baptism pictures. What you're going to see in just a few moments, when someone goes down into the water, it's like I'm dying to an old way. I'm dying to an old self. I'm being buried, and then I'm being raised back up and coming back to life in Christ. In Romans chapter 6, it says, We were therefore buried with Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God the Father, we too may live a new life. That's the picture of baptism. Every time, every single time a person is baptized, it's a reenacting and it's a personal identification with the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus and the accomplishment of the mission that set us free from the power of sin and death. Now, I think there's some of us that are probably ready to follow Jesus into baptism at the next possible opportunity. But before you do that, you've still got a few questions. And that's okay. So I want to devote just a few moments to Wade's most frequently asked questions as a pastor at Stony Plain Alliance Church about what is the deal with baptism. Because I get asked this stuff a lot. Here's the first question on our FAQ list today. So, Wade, when should I be baptized? When's the right time? Now, some of you were probably baptized as infants or children 
and you wonder if you should be baptized again. Others are wondering, well, I've recently decided to follow Jesus, and so how much do I have to know? Like, how perfect do I have to get uh, before I can step into the waters of baptism? I got that question two weeks ago. So how perfect do I need to be (laughs) in order to come into baptism? I'm like, not perfect at all. You know, waiting until we grow up in the faith is not a requirement of baptism. The requirement is that we have genuinely put your trust in Jesus and you're wanting to follow him. That's it. We've decided to follow him. We've responded to the invitation of God to come to life in Jesus through him. We're choosing God's way, not our way. It means you're ready. Now, what if you put your faith and trust in Jesus three years ago or 15 years ago, but you haven't been baptized yet? Either because nobody taught you, you didn't want to, or maybe you just put it off. I think when you understand that Jesus' invitation is his followers to be baptized, that's when you get baptized. You just follow. You go ahead and do it. Whether you made your decision to follow Jesus five days ago, five months ago, five years ago, 50 years ago, it's when you know it's your, your time to respond in obedience. That's when you get baptized. Well, we say, oh, my parents had me baptized when I was a baby or I was very young. And I know that's true for many of you. And we ask, well, isn't that good enough, Right? And often parents want their children baptized primarily as a sign of their dedication and commitment to God, expressing their intent that one day they hope this child becomes a follower of Jesus, an apprentice in the way of Jesus. And I think if your parents did that for you, I think their motivation is pure and in the right place, and you ought to be so thankful to your parents for their spiritual concern over your life. And if you can, express gratitude for that. But if you decide to be baptized as an adult, because you've come to your own sense of faith now, that doesn't repudiate your previous baptism, the baptism you received as a child. You can view it this way. View it as a fulfillment of your parents' desires and their prayer that you would follow Jesus one day with your whole life. And now you're saying, Mom, Dad, whoever, it happened. Jesus reached into my life and I've decided to follow him. If you've reached that point in your life where you've made your decision to put your faith in Christ, then you just need to follow his example and express your decision with baptism. That's the when, and it can be today. Here's another one I get. So can I follow Jesus without being baptized? That's a, that's a common one. And it usually is like, so if I die before I get baptized, do I still go to heaven? That's usually the, the question behind the question. To be honest with you, uh, that question's always puzzled me a little bit because it seems to me that anybody who truly wants to follow Jesus, devote their life to him, would be willing to do the first thing that Jesus asks you to do as a follower. Friends, Jesus asks us to what we say, take the plunge, you could say, and he hasn't asked us to do anything that he hasn't done himself. He says, follow in my way. And it does, it kind of mystifies me that we would be reluctant to be baptized when the one who died in our place says, this is the way you identify with me in my death and burial and resurrection. And honestly, I think it's the only reason when it comes right down to it of why we ought to be baptized is this, because Jesus asked us to. And because Jesus asked us to, we will. And we adopt a posture of yes towards the invitations of Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're physically able to do so, the Bible says categorically, hey, guess what? It's your turn. It's time to be baptized. You know, as we pursue fullness of life in Jesus by practicing his way together, it's not supposed to be done in a minimalist way, right? Life in Jesus is not about a transaction that grants you heaven at the least amount of cost to you. That's not what it means to live in the kingdom of God. 
We're not into minimum entry requirements for glory. This isn't like spiritual bargain hunting. That's not what we're after. Fullness of life in Jesus means that as Jesus is prompting me and asking me to follow him, whatever he asks of me, my answer is already yes. That's how fullness of life happens because the way of Jesus isn't just another way of living. We believe it is the best way of living and it's what he has in store for us. Just a couple more. And then we're going to get to some baptism. So why do we encourage people to be immersed under the water? Very, there's a lot of different modes and methods of baptism practiced in various Christian circles. And some predominantly practice sprinkling. Others pouring. Others completely immerse in the water. Some have the tradition of going under the water three times in the name of the Father, back up, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here today, you're only going to be put under once. But we like to hold you there until we see some bubbles, at least. <laughs> Just to make sure the baptism took, right? We've got to make sure it takes. And at Stony Plain Alliance Church, we practice baptism by immersion unless there's some kind of compelling reason why we can't do that. And because I think immersion paints the truest picture of dying to sin and then arising to Christ in his life. That was kind of the biblical pattern. It was to follow Jesus in this way of going down and being raised back up. And that's what we earnestly encourage people to do. And ultimately, friends, we know it's not the water that's doing any saving, right? We understand that. It's not the water that's doing the saving. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And this is our way of saying what's happened inside, what's happened inside in my life personally, in a way that you may not be able to see. Let me show you what a transformed life looks like by being baptized. And then this is probably, this is my last one of Pastor Wade's FAQs about baptism so what are the logistics of baptism? We got a lot of logistics engineers around, and so it's like, what are the logistics? Probably the, one of the biggest questions, because it's practical and pragmatic, and it's important. And people have lots of questions. Where do I go? What do I bring? Do I use towel? Big towel, small towel? Do I hold my nose? That's one. Like, do I get to plug my nose when I go back? Yes, you do. Those are all great questions. And we can have uh, you able to respond to baptism today. In just a minute, uh, nine people are going to be giving their testimony and then baptized in these waters here, and we're going to celebrate with them in just a moment. But baptism is open to anyone who wants to be baptized today. And so as we get through the, uh, I'll give the invitation in a moment, but I want you to start thinking about if you haven't been baptized, if you're at an age when you've decided to follow Jesus, and you know that this is probably the next step for you. Kimberly's going to be at that back door right over there. And as we're worshiping and singing in just a moment, she'll take you to where you need to go. There's shorts and T-shirts and towels. And we removed every obstacle. Just like in the, the story of Philip in the Ethiopian, what should stand in the way of being baptized? We've removed the obstacles. So this may be just your day to respond. And we'd be so happy to talk with you for just a moment about your testimony in Jesus and then have you baptized. No pressure if you don't want to speak or anything else like that. We can baptize you if it's, if it's your desire to follow Jesus. And let me end with this. We're going to invite our grade 5, 6 in. Emily, if you want to send that. Our grade 5, 6 students are going to join us. Um, there's also encouragement cards in the seat pocket in front of you. Uh, if you want to write an encouragement note to one of the folks being baptized, on the way out of the service in just a moment, uh, you can leave that in the basket and we'll make sure that they get an encouragement note from you. So what about those of us that have already been baptized? I want to call you back to remembrance, to remember your baptism. 
You know, throughout our lives, we end up inevitably struggling with sin or temptation or spiritual drift or some kind of spiritual apathy. We know what happens. One of the reasons we do baptisms publicly is for all of us who have already been baptized, this is our reminder. We're reminded that an anchor point was put in our life that no matter how far we fall, we never fall out of the grasp of Christ's love for us. And our baptism, when we said we're going down in the water and being raised back up, when we see it again, we're not only identifying with Christ, we're remembering that we did that at one point in our life. And you can hear the Father's words speak over you. You are my loved son. You are my loved daughter. You can live out of the reality of your place in the Father's heart today. And so we're going to be remembering that as we do that together. Because Jesus is speaking his identity over you. And baptism now serves as an anchor point in your life. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. To discover more about Stony Plain Alliance Church and its ministries, visit our website at spaconline.com. Grace and peace.